and said, we would be offended, but we're Korean. situation. In it. So, um, yeah, there's a, that's, that's gathered a lot of attention recently is, in Newcastle. Is that a new restaurant? Because I don't know if you follow Manchester's Finest on Instagram, Jed, or on Twitter. Yeah, I, have, I follow them on Twitter. But they, they did one today about a Korean restaurant in, like, Tim Plue. So maybe Korean food's on the up. I oh, do nice. like it. We should, um, nice. Yeah. A couple of years ago, it was Vietnamese food, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah like, pho yeah. and stuff. I do like Vietnamese food. Yeah, same. I was at pho on Saturday, went into Manchester. The corner exchange one? Uh, yeah. The menu's yeah. quite, like, small, but... Hmm. Um, I mean, it's exactly what it says on the tin. If you fancy a bit of faux, I think you should go. But if you want, if you want to branch out a little bit, maybe not. Maybe not the best place. <laughs> right, lads. I think we should um, get into the podcast now. So, hello, listeners. Welcome back to Talking Heads and Tails. Your this is episode six, um, where we are three lads who just love to ramble on and talk about a lot of things with zero credibility. Um, Jed and Pat, how are we this week? Good, mate. How are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. What are you up uh, to, Jed? Uh, me, yeah, just uh, just chilling. Um, going into my fourth week, fourth week of rehab from an operation. So yeah, just just slowly getting there. Um, wow. Cooked for the first time tonight. Made made a curry for the farm. That was good. Nice. Four uh, weeks has gone fast, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So three weeks today was my operation. So fourth week, fourth week now. Hopefully, I'm going to be able to just get out and do a few things, a few walks. Nice. It's nice to see you um, not having to refocus the camera against a white wall to demonstrate <laughs> your face has got colour in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that wasn't ideal. I mean, I've got this grey bed head now. I definitely am. I would definitely camouflage into it, but yeah, we'll see. Would. Brad, you would. how are you? Um, yeah, I'm good. Um, lost my voice after being in one of the tsunamis of the UK yesterday. And I've honestly never been so wet in all my life. I could have been jumped in a swimming pool and I'd have been drier. It was horrendous. I was is, so, so, is the tsunami in question... The wiping out of Toulouse that Salford Red Devils did. It's more the actual weather that <laughs> that, that 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 the game was under. Um, but no, obviously you can see from from today some of the photos that are going around sort of around the UK. I, obviously, a lot of sympathy going going around there because honestly, it was so cold and so wet. And what's funny is I was looking at some of like, the Salford lads' Twitter feeds and. Apparently, the Salford coach at halftime was questioning how bad the rain was because he couldn't see from being in the third story of like the stand sort of thing. So he's asking, and apparently some of the Salford lads' heads just fell off because it was obviously absolutely pissing it down. But yeah, how was how was the game? I mean, I watched the highlights today. Uh, Brody Croft seems to be a player, uh, oh. obviously. He seems to be very, very, uh, very, very good and fitting him very well. 
at Salford. So, yeah, I think we've got like one of the ultimate like six and seven partnerships of the seven just being the ultimate leader, and then the six just sort of running around and running the show. Um, yeah, it's kind of like the scoreline doesn't reflect a how bad to lose are and b how many points we should really have stuck on them. If it's if that was on a sunny day in Toulouse, South of France, there'd have been some European crumpets taken and also probably 60 points on top of that. So, but no, it was a good game. Um, we still seem to be throwing the ball around just as much and kicking in behind every time. I think we scored like three tries off kicks, which is good. But no, good, good early signs. Could be uh, another grand final year. Touch wood. Well, I was saying that bad earlier about Toulouse. Going down to Toulouse, you'll probably be in there. I mean, imagine coming from Toulouse to Salford on a on a rainy Sunday afternoon in February. Oh yeah, we, the famous saying in rugby league is they don't like it up and or they don't fancy it, and that literally summed up Salford v Toulouse on Sunday because <laughs> they did not want any part of being in that being at the AJ Bell Stadium. What I found weird was obviously I'm not sure how long the flight is from Toulouse, but. The kickoff was at three, and they arrived in Manchester at like quarter to one. It's just such weird preparation. As in landed? Yeah. That's mad. They must have just travelled on the day. No, yeah, they did. <laughs> oh, yeah, they did. Good observation, Pat. I mean, I mean yeah. have you thought about going into the place? <laughs> Quite literally, that is what happened. Yeah, yeah. probably like um, one, two and a half hours. Yeah, it yeah. says it'll be similar. It'll just be less than uh, Barcelona in it, a couple of hours. Yeah, but landing two two hours and fifty minutes before kickoffs not not the ideal. Perhaps it's like back to university levels, that isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, not. but you um, but you want to do a warm up in that weather, you might as well just. Pop your shorts on, put a load of DP on. Do you remember when you used to do that? It used to be cold out. You just put loads of DP on your legs and then just sit in the no, changing mate. rooms. You'd be fine. I wasn't soft. No, wasn't soft. I didn't play Union. <laughs> oh, yeah, you played summer sport. Uh, I did play Union, but I still didn't do it. Uh, yeah. Speaking about teams that uh, don't like it up and, and aren't up for it, uh, Nil are playing against St Mary's again uh, this week, which makes me relive the um, famous win of 2018 when we travelled down to St Mary's in the snow. They didn't want it. They didn't like it up them. So was that concussion year? To, no, or was that? No, that was um, my final year. You came back concussed from that, didn't you? Or was that the year before? That was uh, second year. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Um, I remember seeing videos of when you arrived in St Mary's and the snow was just coming down and sticking. <laughs> and there's that video of Snow's just doing a snow angel whilst <laughs> in the middle of the snow, whilst obviously everyone else, well, everyone from St Mary's is going, this isn't going to be played, this isn't going to be played. Lo and behold, it was played. Yeah, we um, we got we got together before we left the hotel and we're like, all right, lads, come on, like, Nobody wants to play this game, but if we act as if we want to play this game, <laughs> and when they turn up, if we say, like, oh, yeah, we're, we're from Newcastle, we're used to this all the time. I think Bassey said to their captain, who were like, this is par for the course for us. We're playing snow every week. And because they were all from London, they just had zero clue. 
And um, before the game even kicked off, we'd won. And it was honestly one of the funniest games I've ever played. I mean, they didn't help themselves by getting a player red carded about 20 minutes into the game. What did they do? Um, it was on me, actually. Uh, it was a standing tackle. The ref shouted, held. And about five seconds later, the guy that was tackling me uh, picked me up and like basically turned me vertically on my head and just dropped me. Oh. And I got up, I was like, fair play. I was about 105 kilos at the time. I was <laughs> like, you can stay on for all my liking because that's more impressive. Uh, but Bassy is the Bassy is the friend he is. Once I got dropped, Bassy literally stepped over me and collared this guy. Uh, and I was like, yeah, cheers, Bassy. I'm fine. Don't worry. Class, class, class. Speaking yeah, of red, red cards in rugby games, especially over the weekend, did you see um, Luke Gale's ride at Hull v St Helens? Yeah, I saw that. But it's probably worth giving a shout out, and it sounds bad, but I, obviously I don't didn't didn't know him, not a Hull fan, but probably a shout out for Johnny Whitley who passed away. There's a lot of sad and very upset faces in the crowd that that, that day, and um, in the sort of pre-match. Uh, pretty much warm up so but yeah uh what did you think i think i honestly think he just it was a whilst it was malicious i think it was like a bit of a mistake like i, I imagine it's one of those things he's done and gone well, i shouldn't have done that immediately after like like he's gone like lomax has gone to kick it he's put his foot up his studs in his shin and he and like i can't i, can't, I just think in that amount of time and he can't go do you know what i'm gonna do plant my foot in his shin. I think he's just gone up on my foot up and then been like, oh, why have I done that? My um, Before we listen to the resident St. Ellen's fan and his Johnny Lomax fan club opinion, um, he kicked him like above his knee and he goes down holding the bottom of his shin and you're like, unless, <laughs> unless like an electric shock has just gone down his leg, and he's feeling the pain at the bottom. It's definitely a red card, don't get me wrong. And rumours are he's going to be getting eight games for it. But I think eight there's games? A, yeah, I think there's a little bit of not well, play acting from Mr Lomax. But you know what, what? There's a little bit of here. There's a little bit of victim blaming. And I'm not a fan of it. As you said, it was a definite red card. You can't be going through with a boot. In football, that would have been a definite red card. Yeah. So, but where Johnny Lomax was holding his leg, did it make contact there? Yes, I think the angle. No, I think honestly, I'm nominating the, that camera angle for Walpole of the Year. <laughs> yeah, it, it it just looks like he gets probably just a little bit higher than the knee, and it, it's even worse the higher it is. To be fair, yeah. but I don't know. I don't understand how he's got why he's got him with his leg. If there. anything. He's, Lomax is doing Gale a favour by saying it was his shin. I mean, imagine if yeah. it was his knee or his thigh. He could be getting 10 games. Well, the reason is he's got he's already got three games for picking up an injured player. So when he's yeah. done that, that's just gone to tribunal. And then he's got gone to Lomax, tried to pick him up to say, play on, which obviously Lomax isn't going to... It's an admission to... of guilt, isn't it? Picking up an injured yeah, player is the biggest admission of guilt you can have. He's obviously just thought to himself, why the fuck have I done that? Yeah, yeah I think it's that. Like, I think they described it the, at the time when he got sent off. It's just like, it's obviously just a moment of madness from Gale. And like, I just think it is. Like, I don't I don't think he's run at him and gone, I'm going to do whatever it takes to absolutely do him in. 
he's got history though. He's he's not like the clean. He's not the cleanest of like rapports or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, you have to look at the teams that he's played for, and none of them are clean teams. No, I remember last year. Was, do you remember when <laughs> Lee Mossop knocked Conrad Harrell out last year? No, you ever seen it? So last year, Leeds, Leeds were at the AJ Bell Stadium and I think it was like three red cards that went on. And one of them was, I think Gail got a yellow card for just punching Ryan Lannan for like a good four or five punches straight without receiving anything for no reason. Funnily enough, they both got Simbin for it. But yeah, I don't think he's got like the best reputation. I think that's, not going to, that's why he might struggle against the tribunal. Yeah, what else? Um, what else did we think about Super League this week? Pat, anything? Uh, a bit of a weird one, but obviously, I thought I thought Trinity put together some quite little, nice little plays actually against Catalan away. There's a, there was one try in particular where they dinked it over the top, and I was like, "That's that looks really they look they look good at times." I thought, yeah. Especially, with, I think they were missing starting halfbacks. So I thought they put a bit of a good showing against uh, Catalan Orphans, considering. Not an easy place mm. to go either. No. and They've got a very good home record of the Dragons. Yeah, it's a France effect, isn't it? I think that's what could help to lose this year. But yeah, I, I think probably a good showing from Wakefield. I didn't, when I saw the lineups, I didn't expect, I expect it to be that close of a game, but they just got some. Unreal players like Tom Johnson on the wing is just like a bit of a, a freak, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I was also surprised by Wigan because they just blew leads away both um, yeah. 10 minutes before and after half-time. And I just look at that Wigan team and I just think there's something missing. But, I mean, obviously it helps when your fullback is an absolute gun. Um as manly proved last year in the NRL. But I just I was disappointed by Leeds, to be honest. I know they had a few players missing, but I mean we've we spoke about it on the day, Brad. We thought it was going to be a close game. And it just ended up we're going to just end up running away with it, didn't they? Well you thought Leeds were going to win, didn't you? Yes, I did. Uh, and you believed me and then blamed me for getting your predictor wrong. <laughs> I am taking zero uh credibility for that. I'd have got a six out of six last week if it wasn't for you. Nah, I'm not having it. You're Brad. You are your own man. <laughs> what is the login for that predictor? Is it Brad and Jet or is it Brad? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was fuming. <laughs> I was absolutely fuming. I don't know what got, but no, Wigan were. We, I thought they were really impressive. Um, Jai Fields probably one of the quickest players I've ever seen. But doesn't yeah like he's definitely one of the quickest players, but doesn't look that quick. But obviously, he's ridiculously quick. And like it's all well and good, like his tries he scored, but that defensive play where he's just like, "Oh, you just run down this line, and then we'll see how far you go." And within a second, he was just got the guy into touch. That was just ridiculous. Yeah, that was absolutely mental. So I was also um, uh, on the Super League shout out. Oh, you got me. Yeah, yeah. I've got you. It's not like you have technical. Oh, I was just going to say. Oh, 
I am having technical difficulties this week. It's my turn. Um, also, big a uh, bit of a shout out to Josh Charnley, who went to joint third on all time try scored in Super League uh, this weekend against Castleford. He picked up two. I thought that was quite an impressive stat. I think there was a stat. So that that was Super League, but there was a stat that was being thrown around. He scored something like two hundred and fifty odd tries in like maybe 290 appearances, which I thought was an unreal stat for any professional mm. sports player. Yeah, it's yeah, some like, conversion rate. A bit freakish, isn't it? I think he's a self-proclaimed flying pig, so... <laughs> not bad, not bad. Speaking of flying pigs, shout out to Bassey for clocking the uh, fastest speed for Sheffield Eagles. <laughs> last week. That, is, that, yeah, that is a flying pig, what a boy. He's been floating around them stats quite a few times last few weeks. Like, yeah. Since covered average speed, well, high speed. He's I'm just looking forward with... to um, the Champ 1 season starting as well. So we can, uh, I know Sheffield didn't have a game this week, but we should have a re- review of every Keefley and Sheffield game just to uh, big up the boys. They, could, they should be the first two guests as well. We yeah, have I reckon so. Yeah. Well, definitely keep us in check on the rugby league chat anyway. So, we the weeks we've just had, have we got anything of note to, to mention, boys? Um, yeah, so I'm going to give a bit of a shout out to Smooth Radio. Uh, it's my dad's radio of choice and we went down to Manchester last week for a hospital appointment for myself. And honestly, I was just sat in the car just back to back absolute bangers I mean the three I've noted down were Brown Eyed, Brown Eyed Girl June Rock yeah. the Boat June and Dreams by Fleetwood Mac which is one of my all time favourite songs and I know Patrick you would you agree with that yeah be- but, best album ever made that wasn't it Fleet, Fleetwood Mac rumours um, unbelievable I think I listened to that about every day for about three months at uni unreal yeah, I thought like Smooth, a... Smooth FM was kind of like a standard radio to listen to if you just long drive. It's probably probably my go-to if I was listening to the radio. It's not bad, that old a... Radio X I enjoy. Yeah, I'm, I'm a Radio X guy myself. I mean, I'm a, I'm a podcast... Oh, I just listen, I just stick a podcast on, to be fair, in the car. Maybe um, this podcast. Yeah, I, I, I do... Um, and before this, I just would record myself chatting and just <laughs> listen to myself. <laughs> I tell you, I, I, I enjoy Radio X and the music's good. Smooth's, pretty, Smooth's probably got the right balance. I must admit, I'm not a huge fan of like the chatting on, on Radio X that much. And the same goes for, um, same goes for, to be fair, for a lot of radio. Like, I'm, like when there, where there's tunes, there's normally some pretty shit chat, if I'm honest. Pat, I think you're trying to divert yourself away from the last five weeks of exemplifying Radio 4. Why? <laughs> Love Radio 4? You, you, are, you are Radio 4. <laughs> Missionary radio, radio, isn't 4. it? <laughs> yeah. No opinions are welcome here. No, I, I think I think you're right there, especially with like the chatting on radio stations where you try, where you want to listen to music. It's just they are chatting absolute shite for zero zero reason unless they're promoting something or they've got an interview 
when it's just like the radio presenter just going on and on, you it just gets a bit tedious. And especially like we live in a day and age where you can literally press one button and it's kind of like in your hands sort of thing. So that's why mm. you listen to music after music, you just flip probably Spotify on, don't you? I think something that something that they used to do a lot, radio presenters, which they've they've cut down on a lot, but I hate it still, is when they sing over the song or like they do like they make noises over the song and stuff. It just I don't know, just I, pro- I properly see Red Mist when they do it because I'm just like, please stop. Chris Miles used to love that, didn't he? Uh, he still does. Oh, I hate <laughs> it! I hate it. Uh, yeah, he's. He's a Radio X morning presenter. And, I mean, I can listen to most Radio X stuff. I can, I can listen to it, but he does just talk too much. And he does it, like, he knows that, and he'll say, like, oh, I'm playing two songs in a row. Oh, what a surprise. And it's like, oh, come on, Chris. We want to listen Want to listen to a bit of music. Yeah. want to listen to Pure, Mor- Pure, Pure Morning by Placebo, which is a Radio X favourite. Um, apart from that, my week has been all right. Watched the boxing on Saturday. That was a good, good do. Anyone watch it? Yeah, I had it on, Jed. Um, I only watched the main event. Um, I didn't fancy the rest of the card, but it was some main event. Probably eight years of waiting, but can't argue with that, can you? No, yeah. I'm glad it didn't disappoint either. Oh no, definitely didn't. No, because was sometimes. He... Go on, Pop. Was he always like? Was he always going to lose? Like, what? What's the? Like, were you expecting the result that, that, that there was? Brad, what were your predictions before the fight? Uh, I'm pretty sure you basically predicted every single outcome. No, I said, I'm a one to six. Kelbrook after that, but if it goes to the points, I'd have favoured a draw. I just think it was genuinely split like that, but apparently compared to like the pundits and stuff, I had it completely the wrong way around. <laughs> <laughs> they were saying if it was between one to six, it'd have been Kelbrook. Anything after that, they'd have favoured Amir. So I I had that bit the wrong way around, but I think Amir started well, Kel definitely started like round one and two very well, but I mean, it did have like a period in between, in between probably like three, four, and five, where he was not in control, but Kel was really struggling to hit him. And then round six happened, and it was just a case of, yeah, just I think to be fair, you've got to give the ref a bit of credit just for going, this has been too much of a battering. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It, it was a bit of a mauling in the end, I thought. But I know you didn't watch the undercard, but one thing that I wasn't aware of in boxing is just the concept of a journeyman. Like, I just didn't know it genuinely was a thing. And MJ Hall, who fought, he was something like 70 losses and two wins in his career, but has only been knocked out or stopped five times in them 70 losses. Like, he's a professional, like, punch bag, basically. And, like, fair play to him. Like he was good at what he did, but I just didn't know they existed. Yeah, and, and he, it was just a bit mental. He was coming up against like what was meant to be like a future star. So yeah. when a future star comes up, you expect him just to knock knock people out for what, the first 10, 15 fights. So 
I, fo- I followed Joe you know Dave Allen, the heavyweight boxer. Yeah. He loves giving like, out like tips. And he was like, MJ Hall is not getting knocked out. Make sh- and like the odds on it going to points were quite like favorable for, for the yeah. punter. So MJ Hall's probably got a good reputation in boxing of being that of a journeyman. But they make good, I, they make good living journeymen because if they don't get knocked out, they could literally fight every weekend, which is not good for the old brain cells, but gives gives them a, <laughs> gives them a bit of um, pocket money. No, I wouldn't like to put him in a, in a concussion test, like make a baseline maybe 12 months ago and then no. <laughs> have one now. Yeah, no, I don't know how we'd fit in with the RFL concussion protocol. Yeah, we should give it getting one of them, uh, them gum shields, which has got the chip in, which shows like yeah. head knocks and <laughs> head traumas. <laughs> and just yeah. show. I mean, he, 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 didn't get, he didn't get clean hit, <laughs> really, <laughs> in the head. So... Yeah, I mean, his ribs might have taken a battering, but... He's really good at losing fights, but not actually getting hit in the head, which is... Yeah, a skill in itself. Another thing on the boxing, um, Amir Khan's ring walk, shown by Sky, was genuinely one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. Why? Because it was showing him walking through the bowels of the Manchester Arena. <laughs> he was walking like past ambulances and everything. You're like, what is this? Like the car park, it's just like what? Yeah, I didn't think they'd go through the car park just to get to, um, get to like the ring walk sort of thing. I thought it was bonkers, absolutely bonkers. But I think the reason they did that was there's, I've seen like this is another thing I really want to touch on with regards to boxing is there's like scraps in the crowd during Amir Khan's ring walk, and I think that just comes hand in hand with boxing events. Have you guys ever been to a boxing event? No, I was just about to ask you that, have you? Uh, yeah, I've been to a few. I went to one in Newcastle and I was like, not ringside. Well, I was like level one ringside and there was just fights everywhere. There's more fights in the crowd than there was in the ring. It's just, I'm not sure. There's only one going on in the ring. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, of course. <laughs> but I don't know if it's like the adrenaline of people watching people fight, wanting to then start fighting, but. It, it just happens every every time. Where where were you watching boxing in uh, Newcastle, Brad, at the Metro? Yeah, it's a good arena, that. I've had a fair few nights there. Been to watch the weekend there. Shout out. Shout out. I've never been. Friend of the, friend friend of the pod. pod. Friend of the pod. <laughs> From Super Bowl <laughs> halftime show to yeah. being our third guest after Batty <laughs> and Levy. Yeah. <laughs> On Talking Heads and Tails. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it's, it's a good venue, especially it was good for the boxing anyway. Um, yeah, um, on the boxing, have you ever seen anybody change gloves in the ring? No, I don't think anyone else. I'm, I don't think it's happened, it must have happened before, but um, they were saying that they weren't going to pay him if he didn't wear the right gloves, which, yeah, if you're only there for the payday. But I don't understand why he got let, he got allowed to walk to the ring with the wrong gloves on by his own team and by like the commissions. It just doesn't doesn't really make sense. I think he's building animosity sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, it definitely wouldn't have helped with the amount of biffs in the crowd. No, 
Because it was about half an hour delayed, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Just got to... Well, no, that's, that's carnage. Because, obviously, when you put your gloves on, you go do pads just to, like, set the gloves in sort of thing and make sure you're happy with the gloves. But his first punch of the glove was on Amir Khan's head, so... But he won in the end, so it doesn't really make much of a difference. Yeah. Uh, just the final thing. What do you see happening now? Do you see, obviously, Khan's sounds like he's going to retire. Brooke, fight fight someone else. I mean, if you if you could get another couple of million quid if you broke, I mean, it's it's a hard offer to pet, to to say no to. I think. Yeah, it's like when Catch Twenty Two, so in it, do you continue just taking punches in the head? It's not just like the fight in it. It's just it's all the training you've got to go through, all the sparring. Um, I make Khan definitely should retire. Like, there's no reason for him to come back. He's done more than enough. Um, I'd like to see Cal but retire to be fair I'm, I'm, but he did look really good like if he both looked if he both came out the way that Amir Khan looked he'd gone right they need to retire but Cal just looked like a different beast from five six years ago so it'll be interesting because there is a lot of money fights out there especially like the Chris Eubank Jr. fight yeah talking of definitely. money fights um, what about the speculation of Ricky Hatton fanning against Marco Barrera? He's come out of it. Complete rumour. Do you think? Yeah, I, I've seen it. Um, I mean, to be honest, with some of the fights that's got, that are going on at the minute, I don't think he's out of the realms of possibilities. No, I agree. I think there's definitely worse fights happening. I think Tyson and Roy Jones Jr., that was just a massive... Well, it's just money grabs, isn't it? But fair play to Ricky Hatton. He's just obviously had a good time with all his money, on it. And boy, has he had a good time. Yeah, on the rest. <laughs> but, Pat, how's your week been? Yeah, good, thanks. Yeah, just um, into week, week two of a new job and... Yeah, just chilling out, really. I think, like, it's been the weather's been a bit miserable, hasn't it, over the last week? So just all the storms and stuff, just just getting in the way, aren't they? So I'm looking forward to the summer. Um, But yeah, no, it's good. It's good to see a bit of Champions League football back on the telly this week. Um, Try to get 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 a few of those games in. So I watched uh, the PSG game and the Liverpool game this week. So. What about yourself? Obviously, Liverpool fan in the in the in the room. You, you surely you watched the Liverpool game. What are you thinking? Yes, I did. Um, I think that obviously the San Siro is a um, hard place to go. So to go over there and get the win is good. Uh, I think it's very good for Harvey Elliott to be starting his first Champions League game, uh, especially after the injuries picked up early on in the season. Uh, and away um, was good but yeah I mean the results just all that matters really I think it was quite evenly matched first up um, and then obviously just two late goals but I, I'm feeling comfortable about about the second leg so yeah should be good Yeah, I think what are your t- thoughts? Sorry I think touching on that Liverpool win I think probably the key factor is 
like Klopp's substitutions around like the 60 minute mark just completely changed the games. Um, I didn't watch. I didn't. I watched like probably the second half of Liverpool and them substitutions for me really just really impacted the way the style in which you were playing. So fair play, obviously. You are doing the treble now, aren't you, Jad? Oh no, you're doing um, the, you're doing the quadruple because you've got a League Cup final on Sunday. Yeah, no, I mean, look, I'm not I'm not one not to be an optimist, but I think I think it's a a very big possibility that this could happen. I know City fans were talking about it a couple of years ago, but we know they're allergic to winning the Champions League. So, I mean, we've proven in the past. I mean, when did we win the Champions League? Is it 18? 2018. So we've proven in the last four years that we can, or five years, that we can do the Champions League and the Premier League. And the FA Cup and the League Cup are just Mickey Mouse competitions at this point, aren't they? So, yeah, I mean, I'm confident. Unrelated note to the San Siro, did any of you see the hospitality boxes and where they are in, on this, in the stadium? It's mad. <laughs> no, why? They're pitch side. So, like, oh, at half time, they, when they were, the players were running back out, I was like, what, what are all them wine glasses doing in that window? And then I looked it up, and like the whole of the bottom rung of the stadium is just glass windows and seats in front of it. And all the, bo- all the hospitality in the boxes are at pitch level. I thought that was class. That I've got is a, class. I've got a very sad story about the San Siro. I went to Rome a couple, probably whilst I was at uni. Like first year, well, I found out you were in the wrong city. No, with um, <laughs> like a former partner, and so we go because I think I think it was Inter Milan. They're playing like uh, Genoa or something like that, just in like the Serie A. Go to buy tickets, so buy our tickets, and then go through the go to go through the barriers. And like, have you got any ID? So I was like, oh yeah, fine. Got my wallet, got my driving license, be fine. Because you've got to be over a certain age if you're international. That might be wrong, but then the person I was with didn't have any ID, so went there all the way to Ro- well, all the way to Milan, sorry, and didn't get to what go to the San Siro. I mean, I got to see the San Siro from the outside; it looks beautiful, but not a good story. That's sad. That oh, that sounds yeah, that is upsetting. Um, on hosp- on pitch side hospitality, there's only one place I can think off the top of my head which sounds better than the San Siro. And it's the cricket pitches in the West Indies that have hot tubs and swimming pools. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now that is something I can get behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did um, that once. Uh, didn't they do that once, Jed, when we were down at Chesley Street? There was a hot tub and it had like four lads in it. Yeah, was it like a sponsored thing? You could win it yeah, or something it was like weird. that, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it sounds Not good. Not quite the vibe. Sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure on the blast they used to do like best seat in the house and it used to be like a sofa with like um, some white wine and stuff like that on it. Um, but staying on the Champions League theme, uh, City obviously um, put in a good performance. So are they finally contenders this year? I mean, obviously we know they're not because Liverpool are going to win it because they're going to do the quadruple. But are they looking looking like they could do it? What do you think? Um, Too early to tell, is it not? Like, yeah, they're not, they're not being tested yet. I don't think. I'm not here to sit on the fence. I'm here to I'm here to make some rambles. 
Um, no, I don't think they are. I think they need a striker. I think their their team and their squad's just more suited to like league footy instead of knockout footy. In my opinion, anyway, because the style of play is just to obviously keep the ball for for the whole ninety minutes, and I don't think it suits knockout football. So I think they'll get to a point, maybe in the final, like last year, or or even a bit soon. I think they'll get found out personally. What do you yeah, think? Fair. What do you think, Jad? Yeah, I mean, I I do think obviously. They, they are contenders to win it. But I think that's more because of the kind of downfall of other European teams, like Real yeah. Madrid. Obviously, Barca have already been knocked out. Like PSG. Uh, like PSG. They, they always are there or thereabouts, but never can go the whole way. So I don't think they're out of the running. But yeah, as you said, we'll just see late in the later rounds. Well, the way the draw's gone, obviously, you've got PSG against Madrid, so that's one of the big guns gone. So, it'll be interesting to see if they come closer. I think, I think it's probably between, like, three teams. I thought it's probably Liverpool, PSG, I think they'll be there, or thereabouts, and then City. So, one of them three teams will Not win. Not giving Chelsea a chance? Um, no. Not re- not this year. I think last year they were they definitely got lucky in the final. Um Pep had one of his bad moments where he didn't play a centre defensive midfielder for the first time in all year. Um but I don't really give Chelsea a chance now. No. Are we gonna humour the possibility of Man United? Uh we can do if you want to. No. <laughs> the Ronaldo effect, but if if they won it, that would be that'd be like Leicester winning the Premier League. Yeah. Yeah. So um but to be fair, City on Tuesday night looked absolutely ridiculous against Benfica. Was it Benfica or Sporting? Played Sporting, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. And then it gets to the weekend and they lose against Spurs at home. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, it's all to play for. City could be falling apart. We will see in the coming weeks. Uh, there's a big, quite a big couple of weeks coming up, isn't there? In the whole dimensions for Champions League and then also for, for the Premier League. You've got Liverpool have got a midweek game against Leeds next Leeds. week. Is that right? Uh, it's tomorrow night, is it? No. Oh, is it tomorrow? I, thought, I was wondering. Well, I didn't know when it well, was. Wednesday. Wednesday is my bad. Right. I knew it was this week. Uh, and then the Carabao Cup the weekend. So, and then we've got City soon as well, I think. Yeah, you've got Leeds, someone else, and then City, I think, away at the Etihad. Um, so win the game in hand and win and uh, win against City and Liverpool go top. So Top on goal difference, isn't it? Yeah. Assume, yeah. Assuming that City don't thrash someone seven 0 which again is not possibilities. They are playing Everton this weekend, so up the Ev. Can oh, they oh. do something for for the boys on the other side of? Is it Stanley Park? 
I'm not going to lie. Normally, I'd say, do you know what? I'd happily get beat just for City to win the league so Liverpool don't. But if we keep losing, we could <laughs> genuinely be going down. So I think I'd take any, every single point I'd, that's on offer at the minute. Yeah, I liked it's, your Twitter interaction between yourself and our good, our good flying friend, Seagull. <laughs> when he was basically saying you tweeted something like Liverpool are going to win the league and Everton are going to go down were you feeling sad at that moment had you been listening to a bit of Coldplay or maybe oh. a bit of Morrissey had it got you down yeah you were, you start. there's no yeah. there's no saving grace on the football front at the minute but even that the weekend results could not have been any worse Watford won Burnley won what did you, did Newcastle drew yeah, yeah, drew away at West Ham. I'll, I'll take that. Result. Yeah. Especially missing Trippier and St. Maxima. Yeah, yeah. So, no, no, good good result of that. I think um, I think the only thing that's on your side, Brad, is the fact that Everton have never gone down. No, the only team to only Pat, ever you're play. You're holding in. on to that omen right there. <laughs> I do like it. Good start, I think. It's a good omen. Hopefully yeah, it it's good omen. So, um, speaking of bad omens, did you see there was something? I don't know if it was Boris Johnson or uh, Joe Biden had said it's a bad omen about Russia and Ukraine. Um, and it just it just made me think: is there such thing as a bad omen? Nah. Ever, bad the thought of Everton, the thought of Everton going down is a bad omen. The thought of World War Three is a little <laughs> bit more than a bad omen. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just yeah. a bad omen. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, Pat, any uh, comments on the Champions League or Newcastle and the rise uh, of Europa League for, for the tune? Uh, well, no, I think if we stay up this year, which is looking more likely, I think we can we can start setting sights on European football the, the season after next. But no, I, I really like watching the Champions League. The only thing I would say is um, did, did a lot of work up front, uh, you know, I cashed in some of my brownie points in terms of um, having the TV and a, a bit of like room to, to chill out on Tuesday night. Settled into PSG and Real Madrid. It had all the hallmarks of a, a good game of football, and it was ninety minutes of boring, just stalemate. Just couldn't like. No one looked arsed, and it was just the only person that looked arsed was. Um, his name's escaped me now. The Real Madrid keeper who, who, who saved a, saved a penalty. Courtois who saved a penalty. He's the only one that looked like he wanted to be there. So it's just a bit disappointing. That's the only thing I don't like about uh, the Champions League. You can get some games that you look at and you're like, yeah, yeah, that's going to be a cracker. And it's just not. I think that's just football for me. Uh, well, especially at the minute of watching watching a game for 90 minutes, you can... You would think like PSG v Real Madrid is going to be an absolutely ridiculous game, but they just they're too scared to lose or too scared to not put seven or eight men behind the ball. Like I was watching yeah. City v Tottenham on Sunday, and I could literally draw a line of Spurs players, and there was seven in a line just defending. And you're like, surely it gets to the point where you have you got a touch screen at home? Were you doing the uh, Gary Neville job, drawing <laughs> yeah. lines? Yeah, pretty much. It's just, and that's, I think that's just the way football's gone, though, isn't it? Like, I imagine for you to get, for Newcastle to get a draw at West Ham, 
you must have put a few men behind the bar. Yeah, yeah. Can't argue with that, can you? Mm. No, it's the way people are surviving. Well, it's the way it's too much money not to not to A make sure you've got some sort of chance of going through the Champions League or or staying up in the Premier League sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh shall we finish on football with our predictions for the Champions League this week? Yeah, yeah. Cups, sounds good. Feelings. Chelsea, Leon. Want... I'm having Chelsea. Chelsea. Is it at Chelsea? Yeah. Yeah, Chelsea. Villarreal, Juve. I'm having a draw. Yeah, I go for a score draw. But, however, um, away goals don't count this year, do they? No. Yeah, probably score draw. I'm going to go Juve away. Oh, nice. Like it, and then Wednesday's games we've got Atletico United at Atletico. Atletico by two or three. Do you think it'll, do you think it'll get pumped, dear Rod? Yeah. Wait, I'm not sure how Atletico have been going actually. Draw. I'm gonna. I go. Suarez scored that like ridiculous goal at weekend. Uh, yeah, I'm also gonna go Atletico. I'm gonna go by one. Might be a one nil shit slinger. And Finally, then Benfica Ajax. Ajax. Ajax away at Benfica. Yeah. Draw. Yeah. Uh, I I know absolutely. I couldn't name you one Benfica or Ajax player at this moment in time, but <laughs> I'm gonna go draw. Just yeah, just same. off five. Just, just off five. five. <laughs> if you don't know, always go down the middle. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, boys, we're we moving on to our. Uh, I don't. I don't know what we want to call this section. We've um, for for the listeners to break the third wall. Um, we've come up with a bit of a new format where every week we're gonna one of us is gonna set a bit of a challenge or just something to think about. And this week's was Patrick's. So do you want to introduce it? Yeah. So we've gone. So last week we went for top top three sports male sports people um we'll be doing we'll be doing we'll be cashing in our female sports ones in the future but this week i thought we'd do a bit of a twist and we're gonna go for top three sunday dinner meets now in order obviously there's not many top like there's not many sunday dinner meets to be had and and non-meat options as well so for me, it's all about the rank. It's all about what what's your top spot, and then what 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 the following two. So I thought that'd be a little little nice one to um to start with. I think that, I don't know what what were your thoughts on when I when I sent this through. What were your thoughts? Initial thoughts. Um, I mean, there were there was I knew what three straight away. I just didn't know what order. That that's what I, that's what took the thinking about. Um, but the other thing that I thought was ham or gammon is not, it doesn't make my top three, but it is always your number one choice as your second meet at Carver. And I want to say that gammon or ham, whatever you want to call it, is the number one second fiddle of the culinary world. Because it, it takes second spot at Christmas as well, but it's a well-respected part part of the meal. 
Yeah. There's not one Sunday dinner where you can put gammon on it as a second meat and it doesn't get better. No, yeah. I was just cycling through them all. No, you can't. Because it goes with every gravy. But, and yeah. not all the other meats do. Most so, versatile. Yeah. I think, I think with, us, with us doing this, should we do number three and then number three each, number two each and number one each? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like it. So then right, we can probably... Go on, Brad. Oh, so... Uh... Hold, hold on. Qualifying question. Sorry. Are we having Yorkshire's with all these meats? Best shit in the woods. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm very much no matter what what the meat is, I'm having two <laughs> Yorkshire's with it at least. I, Pat, I you always... set us the task of doing three meats, and the first question you ask is, "Is there any Yorkshire puddings?" No, no, no. Is this the most important question? <laughs> yeah, I'm just checking because you know when you meet people, they're like, "Oh, you only have it with beef." I'm just like. Why would you remove one of the best elements of a Sunday lunch? Oh, I'd have it with salmon on crew. I'd have it with anything Yorkshire puddings. Yeah. If you have gravy, Yorkshire puddings can be justified to be on the plate. Yeah. I also don't get... Yeah, true. Sausage, mashed gravy, Yorkshire puddings. Yeah, exactly. But I don't get like... When people are like, oh, I only like homemade Yorkshire puddings. I don't care. Like, I literally do not care. No. Give me frozen Aunt Bessies any yeah. day yeah. of the week. They're all, yeah. all all of the above, please. People who judge you for having it on your Christmas dinner. Honestly, get in the bin. Yeah, that's not... Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Locking in your third ones. I just had to make sure we were all on the same page. Can I go... On, I can't go first, because I need... I've just thought of something else. All right, I'll go first. My oh. number three is chicken. Okay. Do you have a preference on breast meat, leg meat? What are we saying? A mix. So I like a mix. Obviously, chicken and turkey are fairly, fairly similar as they are both poultry. But I just think, obviously, turkey's a bit dry. I, I don't see it as a Sunday dinner meat either. I just see it as a um, Christmas dinner meat. But I think, yeah, I, I'd agree with that. I think they're I'm both a bit dry, it. aren't they? Yeah, I'm gonna throw it out, Jed. Chris, chickens, chickens just not cutting it as a Sunday lunch meat for me. I'm sorry. It's like chickens, like a midweek midweek roast. Yeah, but I mean, I never my in my family we've never had a roast dinner on a Sunday. It's always a brought... Tuesday or a Wednesday job. Fair. Well, there, there you go then. All, all, all more reason to put chicken in. So yeah. Number three, chicken, always cooked with bacon on top to keep the moisture in, and then you have some bacon, have a bit of stuffing with it. Nice. Yeah, I think I'll join you on that one, Jed, as chicken is my number three. It was, I was trying to think between that and turkey. Um, Like, if I always had options, the other two will always be quite clear ahead of chicken or turkey, so... Yeah, well, I'm never going out and picking chicken. No. Let me get that no, out no. There right now. Maybe for simplicity. It's probably the easiest one to cook. Yeah. Timing-wise. Yeah, you, yeah, you've got a trained chef in the kitchen, Brad. I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm going to choose chicken because it's the easiest one for them to cook. <laughs> oh, it, no. looks like he's had, it looks <laughs> like he's had our day, the lad. Go on, stick <laughs> a chicken in. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, if you're at a restaurant, you're always going for what um, tickles your fancy, aren't you? 
Yeah. Pat, go on. Um, I thought about third. Third one in some ways was the hardest for me because I love to. Like, I absolutely love turkey, but I did have to remind myself I only eat it once a year. And maybe that's why I love it because it's just different and I enjoy it at the time. If I had it every week, wouldn't I don't think I'd like it. I'm I'm gonna stick to my roots and I'm gonna lock in uh, lamb as my third third spot on the on the roast dinner. Right. I've got um, One... two questions. Sorry. Okay. Um, first question is: Do you like turkey? Because that one time a year you have it, you're always pissed. No, I've always liked turkey, but that's a good yeah. question. I'm not yeah. sure last time I had a that. turkey real sober. <laughs> You're from Salford, mate. It was probably 20 years ago. <laughs> uh, my second question, Pat, are you having mint sauce or mint gravy with your lamb? Oh, no question. Yeah, absolutely. I think the only thing I would say about lamb is I am quite picky about it. Like, I don't like proper spring lamb where it's like really pale and fatty and horrible like i like i like spring lamb a bit further into the year because it, it sort of tastes a bit nicer and it's not as adolescent uh, young lamb. adolescent lamb 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 that's seen a bit you know seen a few winters but just yeah. not too many right maybe just a few, seen a, right a bit a of hills. one of winter yeah yeah it's seen um, more sunrises yeah yeah, I get that. But, I mean, it's the mint where where lamb loses me. That's why it didn't... It's not made, really? alert. It's not made my top three. Because I don't I'm, even know what you're going to choose to one and two, then. I can't even think of any other meats. Mate. What? You, you shot them all off. You shot <laughs> no, no. you shot turkey off, you shot chicken off, and now you shot <laughs> lamb off. What are you doing? It's pork. I know it's next two. It's just order, isn't it? I think, I think I can guess your order as well, Jed. But I'm not going to ruin it for you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all right. Number twos, go on, Brad. Um, I would have sick lamb at number two. I've got a bit of a curveball at number one. Oh, don't don't tell me it's coming like a nut roast or something. Oh yeah. no, I never had a nut roast either. But um, yeah, I think I think my one and two are probably like literally level on par. But I think lamb lamb's probably second. They're both just it's just an exquisite meat, isn't it? Yeah, it's brilliant. Um, I don't think I don't think it sits on a roast as well as other meats like your chicken and your turkey because I don't think yeah. like mint sauce on a roast. What are you think... having with your lamb? So if I was to have lamb, Yorkshire's. I'd rather have like lamb mash gravy, and that be the meal sort of thing, not just a full roast. Personally, well done. You were saying you'd rather have lamb mash and gravy. So the only thing. In my mind, that you drop in there is vegetables and Yorkshire puddings. No, it's like I as a meal. We dropping Yorkshire's from anything. <laughs> <laughs> you tying yourself with knots here, Bradley. No, what I'm saying is, I don't think it doesn't sit as well on a on a on a roast as what the other meats do, but it's still second on the list. Hmm. I think I'd get bored of it quicker than my one and two, like a lot quicker than my one and two. Like, if you were having it, like, pretty... Cons- like, I think I could probably have my one or my two consistently week in, week out, and probably not get bored. That's fair. But I what could get your- bored of lamb, I reckon. What is your second one, Pat? 
my second one is uh, pork. Pork Sunday lunch. Um, um, and, and it can be either. It can be a, a bit of loin with a bit of crackling or some belly pork and crackling. Belly pork's a, a bit of a favourite. I'm with you there, boy. Pork's my number two also. You're locking it in? Oh, well, Brad. I, I think, I genuinely think pork, I've been spoiled by having, I must have had like pork loin at least twice a week growing up. Just it's so easy to cook from like my mum and stuff. So although I do like pork, it's not, it's not making my, my top three. Yeah. Pork is also my favourite roast to make at yeah. home. Most rewarding, isn't it? Yeah. yeah things going on. Right. Get that fat, fat on the side of it. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, How'd you do baby. your crackling then? Jed, I'm pretty sure you taught me a little trick with a crackling. Are you the, bo- the boiling water trick? No, I'm not. I um, cut it, like cut diagonals into it, loads of salt, rub loads of oil, was it in at 250 for 20 minutes, turn the heat down to 180, 200 for the rest yeah. of the time. Ooh. Absolutely. Yeah. Winner, apple winner, sauce. pork dinner. Um, so applesauce, I won't have it on my dinner, on my roast, but if I was to have a butty, I'd have yeah. applesauce in it. I like, if I was to have a pork butty, I'd have pork, applesauce and loads of salt, which I know, I know obviously I've got pork, bit of stuff in. Yeah. Totally unnecessary to have loads of salt, but I'm going to. Georgia, get 999 up. I'm having a pork <laughs> butty. <laughs> Yeah, like I it. always remember going to that place in Newcastle called Crackling, which just oh, did easily some of the, the, the best food you'll ever have. Yeah. When um, that's the probably the one that's the one place I know of and and miss dearly um is the fact that you could order Crackling as a side and it would come in a little cardboard box like <laughs> like like a side of fries and yeah. it would be just like twenty sticks of Crackling. It was just unreal. And it was what hard as nails place. too. You're biting, crunching after crunch. You're like, this is so unhealthy, but boy, it's unbelievable. Yeah, Seriously uh, tasty. Crackling is up there as number two places in Newcastle that have closed uh, yeah. that I daily miss. And number one is obviously Gotham Tower. Yeah, Gotham. Yeah, different, different in in some ways, Jed, on different lists in my mind. <laughs> For some reason, <laughs> you're not wrong. I was going to say, I, I think Gotham deserves its own a podcast in its own right. I don't, we're, we're, whilst talking, whilst talking about our top three meets, going on a tangent of Gotham Town is not going to do Gotham Town any justice whatsoever. Yeah. No, but I'm going to have it on my list. Number one, somewhere where you can drink trebles, eat a Greg steak bake, and have a dart, if that's your fancy, inside, all at the same time. <laughs> Number two, a really nice sandwich shop that specialises in pork yeah. crackling. That yeah. is on the same list in my mind. What you missed off the bit about uh, Gotham there, Jed, was you can do all those three things before 11.30 in the morning. <laughs> yeah, it's better. It's just like, that is the time to do it. Right, sorry. Yeah. Uh, we are going off this tangent, which you write Brad, isn't, isn't the time to do it. Number two for you, mate. What What is it? Oh, I've done number two, haven't I? It was loud. Oh, yeah. You're doing one now, aren't you? You're leading the pack. Yeah. 
One for Beast Ham. Yeah, I knew you were going to say this. Oh, yeah. I think that and lamb, but I think ham's always my go-to. If I if my mum was doing so like Christmas dinner or any sort of dinner, you'd always have obviously turkey and then a big, big chunk of ham, and I'd probably eat the ham more often than not. It's your second fiddle. It is. It's I go back to my like earlier them. point. Oh, no, but I choose the ham over the turkey. Oh, fair. Yeah. I mean, I can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. I always love going to Toby Carvery and just getting... They always do a good ham on a Toby Carvery. To say speaking of a... salt, the saltier the ham is, the better, especially the next morning. <laughs> do you know what I like? Um, you know... You know when you get the ham just like out of the oven and you like just take the end off. That's that for me is up there. Yeah. yeah. As a I've, moment. I just don't think you can go wrong. You can never you can never really have bad ham. See, I like ham at Christmas more after the main event than, than during. Like I like on Boxing Day being like, Oh, gonna have a ham sandwich. And yeah. How yeah. are you cooking your ham, Brad? Um, I don't. Sometimes I put a glaze on it. Sometimes just maybe just whack it in the oven. Maybe not. To be fair, I'm not. I'm not cooked it that many times to to give you a definitive way of styling it out. I normally leave it to someone who's been doing it for more than twenty or thirty years. So leave it to the pros. Yeah, leave it to the pros. I think investing in a slow cooker. It gives me a bit of options now on how to cook it. Do you want my slow cooker way? Oh, yeah, go on. Okay, so in the morning, get your little round ham. Is it the joint? I don't know. That is a joint. Slow cooker. It? Yeah. Bone in? I mean, no, we, no, no, just the boneless ones. Uh, and then can of Diet Coke. I knew you were going to say that. Oh, Dr. Just Pepper? Won't leave it all day. And honestly, it's one of the best things ever. I've always, good. I've always heard either Diet Coke or um, Dr. Pepper. They're, they're the two to slap it in the slow cooker with. Yeah. I would say it's really good. And anyone out there, if you've never tried it, give it a try. Give it a bash. Yeah. Yeah. Part you having much? Uh, what mustard you have in me a ham, but Brad. Um none. A standard English English mustard for me. English mustard, yeah, fair. Yeah. I like whole grain now and again. What? I'm not sure I put it on my roast though. I like whole grain in I tell you what, I like whole grain in my gravy. Like like a mint. Gravy equivalent, but with whole grain mustard in, is nice. I like it. Right, yeah. Um, can't say I've tried it. In all honesty, but I'll um, I'll leave it open. Um, sorry, man number one, Jed. Yes. I think we all know what what I'm gonna because I think I'm gonna say yours as well. But beef is gonna be my number one. And if I could specify, it'd be sirloin. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you, Matt. I'm holding yeah. your hand, walk, walking into that restaurant for a nice little portion of beef. Yeah, just can't go wrong with it, can you? I, I just, I just, no, do you know what? 
in terms of margin of error, pork's think, probably yeah. easier to do. Like, there's nothing worse than 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 being served a, a bit like a a chewy like, bit of beef. Well, a bit a bit of beef you could sole your shoe with. There's nothing worse. Yeah, I think that's why it's probably scathed my reason not being the top three. I think. What too many bad experiences? Yeah, I probably probably never really gone. Actually, I really like that beef. I think it's just maybe sometimes a bit too hard, especially over 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 like Christmas periods. So I'll um I'll feed that back to uh, Mother Cunningham and make sure she cooks a better bit of beef next time. I mean, Brad, I'm, I'm I feel for I feel for your mum here. I, I can't help but think she's taking a bit too much on. She's Christmas Day. She's knocking out turkey, ham, and beef. No wonder she's oh, no, no wonder it, she's not nailing the beef. It's got to the you point where beef, beef's off the menu now. It's not. It's not good. Beef's not there on Christmas Day. Or well, you're cracking <laughs> open your first Guinness. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's uh, slaving away. Third meat. <laughs> Took it, into no four, took it to my fourth bacon butty in the morning and she's there cook, trying to cook the beef. <laughs> Mum, this bacon is not salty enough. Make that have yeah. extra salty. <laughs> what? I'm only having five pig products on Christmas Day. <laughs> a pig in a blanket, a bacon butty, some ham, pork stuffing. Christmas is on. the day of the pig. I do, I, I think, yeah. Pig's pig's probably the best best animal, isn't it? You get sausages, you get bacon, you get ham, you get pork. Pigs in blankets, put them all together. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, um, for me, the reason why beef um, got number one spot over pork was because I don't, I never cook it because of, as we said, margin for error. Like you just don't, you just don't want to get it wrong because. It can turn from really nice to very underwhelming very quickly. Mm, so yeah. the only time I'll have beef is when I go out to a place where I'm confident that the beef is going to be good. Yeah, yeah. So uh, agreed. I always have good experiences. Yeah, no, I like I like a beef a beef Sunday lunch. Are you two both obviously when you go out for your sun like meals on a Sunday sort of thing? Is it is is your roasting and on the top of the list of what you choose or? I'm not going out on a Sunday and getting fish and chips. Let's put it that way. Are you? I mean, it depends where you go. Yeah. Oh, no. Like, put, like pub lunch. Pub lunch on a Sunday. Yeah. You, go, you go for a roasty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. See, I probably, Maybe a pie at push. Yeah, I'd either go for a pie or like, like a lamb shank or something like that. I'm always disappointed with pub pies. I don't know why. I just... They always... That never like, hit the spot. Because they're not enough like Grex. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Or or yeah. Like, dunno. I like like I maybe I'm just a bit low rent rent, but like I like a I'd like I'd like rather a chippy a chippy a pie from the chippy than a pie. The good old Hollands. Yeah, because I like I like having the bottoms. Like I don't like going to a pub and getting a pie top. What's the point? Hmm. Yeah. yeah, you want all the pastry, don't you? Pastry's the best yeah. bit. Soggy pastry on the bottom of a pie. Yeah, it's it's a, for me. It's the corners of the pastry where like there's a little bit of a little bit of stuff going on on the pastry itself. That's the best bit. So if you're going to deliver me a pie top, I want a roast dinner. 
Yeah. I think the reason behind not normally picking a Sunday rose if I went to a pub on a Sunday is I do think there's too much margin for error. For it to... well, they got too much on. Yeah, it could easily just go wrong. Yeah, there's also never enough gravy. Oh, the gravy's too watery. You can't go, oh, put some Oxo cubes in there and thicken it up for me, can you? No. Was that in the microwave, I... lad? <laughs> <laughs> I always think veg is disappointing as well sometimes when you go and get... Yeah, go and all get right. So, so what I'm getting here is we've asked the question, <laughs> do you get a Sunday lunch out? And everyone's just <laughs> rinsed why you shouldn't <laughs> get a Sunday lunch out. <laughs> Yeah, we've all said yes. There's no question you'd get anything else, and then said, but actually, there's this, this, and this wrong with it. Yeah. Did, did you ever, when you, I may have done this when I was younger, did you ever get them where like the Yorkshire pudding would take up the whole plate and then the food would be in the middle? Yeah, unreal. Goat tear yeah. food. Sausage and mash in that. Sausage, mash, and veg. Oh, in, yeah. In a, in an extra large Yorkshire with loads unreal. of gravy. Oh. Yeah, I mean, it can be a it can be a challenge in itself. Top three pie fillings, I think. So we're not going to get into that. Not but now. That's definitely that could, something to think about. No, that could be a tangent. I just want to touch two. on with roasties. Touch on one thing. Apart from Yorkshire puddings, what is your favourite side dish that attends a? We could go Sunday dinner or go Christmas dinner. I think there's probably two different questions, are not it? Yeah, I mean we... Christmas. Go on, Pat. No, go on, Jad. I, I was going to say Christmas dinner. If your answer is not pigs in blankets, you you need to have a serious look at yourself. Yeah, if we're doing Christmas, I think it's like you got to choose like a a non meat and a meat side because I like every day of the week it's going to be pigs in blankets or stuffing. I like stuffing at Christmas. Yeah, stuffing's high on the list, isn't it? I think if we're doing. Christmas dinner, I'll probably go pigs in blankets. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. But then, if I was normal... choosing a... I'd go, go cauliflower cheese. Ooh. Have you or ever had bread sauce? Yeah. What's that like? I've never had it. Nah. What? Never. Never, I didn't hear of it until I was watching some random YouTube video. I mean, that's surely not a thing. Why would bread sauce be a thing? That's what gravy's yeah. for. I never trust anything that looks like it could be a, a, a substitute for concrete. Porridge. Protein. Or, or trust anything that sounds like it's made solely for Americans. Where you can't See, just I, want... I, I've had bread sauce at Christmas for turkey. Oh, no, it's definitely a thing. I've just never had it. <laughs> yeah, I've well, no, also never had it. I don't My think I'd ever sit down it. and be like, oh, what do you mean we don't have any bread sauce? You know what I mean? I, I, like, I could take it or leave it. Yeah, fair. I mean, my favourite non-meat on any roast, if I can be asked making it or if it's on the menu, and I will have it with any meat this... Uh, honey roasted parsnips. Unreal shout, yeah. Yeah. Really nice. And carrots as well. Yeah. Oh, how would you have how would you have your carrots? Mushy or roasted? 
Honeywell said, I'll do my parsnips and carrots together. Oh, do you? Yeah. I think I always have my carrots, like, mushy, you know? Yeah, I don't mind a bit of three-root mash. What's your third? What's your second? Swede. Carrot, swedes and parsnip. Aye. Uh, Carrot and swede would have been mine, but the parsnip was throwing me. Yeah, I do like that. Go on, Brad. What's yours? What's that favourite? Non-meat side on a roast. Um, if you get them right, I think I don't think you can go wrong with roasters. Yeah, I do agree. They have but to be right a bit there. like a bit, yeah, just like you were saying. Then a bit like beef, like margin forever is high on a roaster. I think. Yeah, and a lot of a roaster is putting the fat from the meat on the roasters into it. However, the issue is, is my partner is now well, is pescatarian, so. Have to seek alternatives for the old roasties. So, so it, because she's pescatarian, can you not even use like duck fat as no. like the the fat of choice? So, what do you just use oil or butter? Do you know what she's bless her? She's found a solution to roasties and makes really good roasties when they're caked in um, gravy. So, I'll leave her to the roasties. But no, That's you can't. No, and Bessie's I'd... not magic. Make that's blasphemy. You have got to make your own roasties. No, but like, I mean, if it's going to cause you bother and you're having to find alternatives, is it not just easier to rather give them up? Yeah, probably rather give them up. Really? Yeah, I'm a bit funny with potatoes. I don't really like baby new potatoes and stuff like that. So making sure the roasts are done properly is quite high on the list. What are you what are you thinking? Are you ever double potato in? Are you ever mash yeah. and roasters? One hundred percent. Christmas staple, that isn't it? Yeah. Mm, I'm not. I'm not a massive, not, not a massive double potato kind of guy. What would your preference be? Roasters or mash? Oh yeah, roasters definitely. I love roasters with a bit of rosemary and garlic in the in the uh, fat. As well, yeah. I think to be fair, at Christmas, my half of my plate is probably potatoes and/or pigs in blankets. Yeah, and then the other half's meat, <laughs> and then the other half's uh, veg, <laughs> and then the other half of the second plate is uh, is gravy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the only time I'll ever double. Potato is um, Toby Carvery. I don't even go that often, but I've mentioned it a lot. I feel like it's a very roast topic thing to mention. Last but, time yeah, I was in always Toby Carvery, I was with you, Jed. When did we did we go to the one at Kingston Park? Yeah, when we were students. I've not been to one since. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I've not been to one since uni. I don't think. Um, all right, so just before we wrap up. I've got a tweet I just want to show you and just get your views on one minute. I'll just send it to you on our um, messaging platform. Is it sound permitting or? No, so it's just a picture. I came across this tweet and thought, I want to get the lads' opinions on this. Just very quickly. So, for those 
who obviously can't see. It is somebody online who is getting kids' designer jackets, cutting some eye holes out of them, and selling them as balaclavas. Is that the most mental thing you've ever seen? And who is buying them seriously? Have you seen the Patagonia one of the fleecy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you also seen the um, the first reply? Uh, an extremely gorgeous piece, very rare, slightly smaller fitting than Red Edition. Model is six foot two with a fairly large head. I mean, if that said six foot, that's me bang on. <laughs> that is absolutely outrageous. Do you not do you wonder where the world's going to sometimes? Do you reckon this is like a wool pull? Do you reckon he's, or do you reckon he's, this is actual line of business venture? Yeah. Imagine, imagine going to the bank and trying to get funding for this. Hey, what's, your, what, what's your business idea? <laughs> well, you know, like, kids' clothing, yeah. Well, just zip it up, put it over your head and just cut some eyes into it. Works really well for balaclavas. Yeah, would you buy one? No. Uh, is, it, is it maybe potential merch? I'm not saying it's. I wouldn't yes. wear one. Because <laughs> if anything, no one would know it's me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think it might be out of our line of reach of pulling it off. Yeah, definitely. He's proper gone for it, though, aren't he? He's done polo Ralph Lauren jumpers. Oh, yeah, they're not cheap. Is this on Depop? I don't know. Can't you on Depop actually look for, like, it tells you what's sold, so surely none of these are sold. Yeah, but it's how much he's selling for. Montclair, the Montclair one. $450. $450. Who is buying that? Not me. Some people have got more money than cents. It's the same sort of people that buy like dinosaur bones and stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. I think that's what? led us like on to... <laughs> That's led us on to a very weird but enjoyable tangent. Um, I think this is time to probably wrap up. Um, have we got anything planned for this week, boys, or anything that we want to touch on? Um, predetermined for next week? Um, no, not me, mate. Just just another another week. Another week just uh, focusing on my rehab and just focusing on myself. What about you, Pat? Yeah, get get through another week of, of work and um, off to watch some non-league football this Saturday. I'm going to treat Georgia to a day out. Which I'm sure she's going to hate every second of it. Nice. What game? Uh, Spennymoor United are going to be playing against Gloucester in um, on the brewery field at three o'clock on Sunday afternoon. Oh, that's proper like non-league football, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Conference North. Lovely. Nice. Um, so, um, shall we? So, this is the first time we've we've done an actual outro. So, we would love people to get in touch 
ask us some questions, give us feedback. So we've got an email, talkingheadsandtails at gmail.com. We're on Twitter, T-H-N-T pod, or at T-H-N-T pod. And we will be on all podcasting platforms. So please like, rate and subscribe. But I think that's us, boys. Been a pleasure, yeah. as always. Yeah. Nice to speak, speak to you, lads. Soon. Bit of a... So yeah, bye-bye.